Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on the second guest show, Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. We're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line with Jeff Palermo from Louisiana Radio Network. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Bobby and I were talking about it. Showdown uh, LSU, South Carolina, and we're talking about women's basketball. So that goes to show you what Kim Mulkey has done for this program, that that's going to be a headline event. Well, I mean, even look at Sunday's game against Arkansas, 4 o'clock game, you know, going up against the NFL playoff games. And there's over 12,000 fans in that place. And, it, and they were loud, and they were in the game right away. Of course, it, it helped when LSU jumped out to an 18 to nothing lead. But uh, Thursday night will be crazy. It is, it is not a stretch to say that it is the most anticipated women's basketball game in regular season history for LSU. I mean, obviously, we all anticipated once they got to the Final Four in the national championship game and, you know, Simone Augustus and Sylvia Fowles, they played in some big games, too, during their time. But here you, are, here you have LSU as a defending national champion taking on the number one team in the country in South Carolina, uh, a, a matchup that we thought we were going to see a rematch of last year when South Carolina beat LSU in February. They didn't play in the SEC tournament. Uh, they came close to facing each other in the national championship game. Of course, Iowa knocked up. South Carolina in the semi, so it never happened. So uh, th- this is, um, yeah, this is going to be awesome uh, on Thursday night. And uh, South Carolina is a much different team than they were last year. Uh, a lot of different players. Uh, four of their top five scores are not back from a year ago. So it's not exactly the same team as last year. But South Carolina right now, even though LSU is the national champs, I mean, South Carolina is the, is the top program in women's basketball at the moment. Now, uh, Jeff, uh, when you look at it, uh, really at the PMAC, and you have events there, and uh, I don't know if you're going to look in a crystal ball like uh, 10 years ago going forward, and you, uh, you talk about uh, the crowd they had for, uh, for women's basketball, but also now uh, you have it also for women's gymnastics and how popular that is, yeah. and that uh, making the Final Four last year. So it seems like... Uh, now you look at the PMAC and how the fans have supported whether it's women's gymnastics or women's basketball. No, yeah, that's another. That's a good point, Bobby. I mean, gymnastics had a meet on it was Friday night, actually, yeah, Friday night, and that that place was that place was jam packed as well. Um, I've always said that 
you know, as far as a as far as entertainment value, as far as an LSU athletic event, as far, when it comes to the cost and what you're getting entertainment wise, uh, a gymnastics meet is you, you can't beat it. It's it's the best bang for your buck when it comes to going to actually watch an LSU event because it's nonstop action. There's music. There's all it. it, it the whole family can get into it. Um, and so what gymnastics has done towards the tail end of D.D. Bro's time as the coach, it, it really started to take off. And you know, now LSU is getting some of the you know, top gymnasts in the countries. I mean, in the country, and you have borderline Olympic athletes um, competing on, on the LSU uh, program. And uh, it, it's been impressive. And, uh, I mean, it's Kaya Johnson, what she is doing one year removed from an Achilles injury is, is, is very impressive. I mean, we were all wondering about Aaron Rodgers and whether he'd be able to come back from an Achilles uh, last, you know, during the football season last year. But uh, what Kaya Johnson's doing is pretty remarkable to one year off a, an Achilles injury and, and you're scoring tens on events. That's, that's pretty impressive. Jeff, uh, one of the things, uh, Tommy Reese today looks as though he has come to an agreement to become the uh, tight ends coach with the Cleveland Browns. That was a lot of rumors. And I don't know, you know, how true all that was about him just because of prior connections with Brian Kelly. I would think fairly soon uh, you're going to hear an announcement from Brian about the offensive coordinator job. And it may be sort of a split title deal, but uh, right now I would think Joe Sloan is in the driver's seat for this. Yeah, I can't imagine they they're moving in any other direction, and, and they really don't have many. They don't have since they got five defensive coaches, and you can only have ten as far as on field coaches, and then you got of course the special teams coach, which is part of that ten. So you, you've already used five spots on defense, um, and granted, you can split up special teams. I get it, but okay, you got five on defense. You got to have a wide receivers coach. That's six. You're gonna have an offensive line coach. That's seven. You're going to have a running backs coach that's eight. You're probably going to have a tight ends coach that's nine. Uh, quarterbacks coach slash, well, it, I mean, by the process of elimination, it, 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 you're obviously keeping Joe Sloan. So he, he's got a. there's just not a lot of spots. There's just not a spot there to bring in another offensive coordinator and keep, and keep Joe Sloan just that quarterback's coach. So they obviously got to bring in a tight ends coach because Mike Denbrock was coaching tight ends. So you'll probably have a tight ends coach. Um, and then, and I would think Joe Sloan is going to be your offensive coordinator. It, I think what is, what has happened here is, you know, the defense was such a mess and that was something that they had to address right away. And I think that's where Brian Kelly's focus has been here to the last two weeks. Now that you have that taken care of, uh, and, and I'm sure he had a conversation with Tommy Reese to see where he was at, and I, I can't imagine that they didn't. Uh, but now that that is, you know, officially that can't happen with him going to the Cleveland Browns, uh, I, I think it's just a matter of time where uh, Joe Sloan is named your offensive coordinator and they, and they go from there. Now, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, you know, obviously the, the, the LSU fan base, uh, what about our defense? And you mentioned that. And uh, it seems like uh, that we definitely must uh, – who you're familiar with, you definitely like uh, what the Missouri Tigers were able to do as you hire their uh, defensive coordinator, Blake Baker. 
And I'm looking at uh, Baker inherited a defense at Mizzou. They were 113 in the nation uh, in scoring, giving up basically 34 points a game in 2021. And then you look each of the next two years, uh, they were able to rank, what, 56 in scoring defense in his first season. Then this fall, they only gave up uh, right under 21 points per game, which was 25th nationally and fourth in the SEC. And then you look at this season, recorded 39 sacks, 88 tackles for a loss, tied for third in the SEC, and top 20 nationally in both categories. So it stands to reason who you trust and who you want that we've kind of uh, pilfered uh, M- Missouri staff with not only Blake Baker, but again, a couple of other guys. Well, I, I, think, uh, I think all the hires, at least on paper, they, they certainly look outstanding. And, and I know it's easy to say that. There's not too many times where you sit there and say, well, that's a bad hire. But you can't argue with uh, the fact that Blake Baker turned around a program or turned around a defense at Missouri that was just absolutely scuffling and has made it one of the best in the Southeastern Conference. You get someone in Kevin Peoples who's shown the ability to develop edge rushers. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing that we're looking at here is, um, and granted, I don't think there's as much talent on these NFL, on this LSU defense as we've seen in previous LSU defenses where you would see guys year after year, a defensive player gets selected in the first, second round, or whatever it may be. But there was just no development from the players on defense this season. And I think what you have here are that they've brought in are guys that are going to develop players. They All of them have a track record on that. We all know about Corey Raymond. Uh, Kevin Peoples has done that. Bo Davis, the interior defensive line coach, he has been able to develop guys into uh, Big 12 Player of the Year, Outland Trophy winners. I mean, all these guys have a track record of taking talent and uh, making it even better. And I think that's one of the things that was lacking with that 2023 defense. And all you have to do is look at the bowl game from when you watch them perform against Wisconsin and you you came away from that game saying, how was that even any better than what you saw in the season opener against Florida State? That can't happen. And I I think that really – you know, Jeff, really I mean, uh, Ryan Kelly's uh, decision to go ahead and fire Matt Howell. Yeah, uh, Jeff, I was looking at, like, we allowed 506 yards against a mediocre Wisconsin offense. I was like, yeah. uh, no, no, they have to have uh, changes, right? I mean, they, right. I think uh, all the fans, even the common fan who casually maybe follows this, uh, Wisconsin was not very good offensively, but they looked good against us. And you had a month to prepare yeah. for them. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, I, I thought it was eye popping how bad it was. Cause I, I, I don't know. I guess I was fooled into thinking that they could at least, you know, hold Wisconsin to three touchdowns or less, but heck, it was 14 to nothing before you were able to really get comfortable and watch that game. Jeff, uh, I was getting gas from my truck the other day. Guy walks up to me. He's like, Mike, I can't wait for LSU baseball. I know it, it, it's going to be a real short period of time and LSU baseball will be cranked up. It'll look different this year uh, because, okay, to replace, you know, Cruz and Skeens, man, uh, that's difficult. But Jay has done such a fantastic job recruiting and 
it, it, while it will look different, I think that their team, no matter what magazine you get or what you're looking at rankings, they're in the top five on everybody's top five. Your thoughts on LSU baseball as we're just a couple weeks away from it. And, and uh, Jeff, like Mike was saying, it seems like if you look at, like, I don't know, uh, coaches poll or whatever, any uh, baseball America. Baseball Digest, uh, yeah. D, D1 baseball. That Doesn't it seem like every year, Jeff, that, okay, you have three of the top five from the SEC and six out of the top ten from the SEC. <laughs> yeah, you see Arkansas, Florida, no, no, and with it, LSU. It seems like it's like that every year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, you know, and Vanderbilt's always hovering around there as well. I mean, Wake Forest is kind of the new kid on the block. I mean, I see a lot of them have Wake Forest as the preseason number one. But, yeah, it will be different because uh, no Dylan Cruz, no Paul Skeens. I mean, those are two superstar players. You'll never see that again. We're – one two in the major league baseball draft but the depth that they have pitching wise i think it's very impressive because we you go back to the 2023 season we're, we're scratching our head in you know late april early may and wondering how the heck is jay johnson gonna you know how's he gonna construct a pitching staff because all he has is paul Skeens, and every now and then a couple other guys show up and that's all he has but he's got a lot more at his disposal this year um, I kind of wonder if this team, you know, last year was, it, it was such a team that you could, you could play for the big inning because he had so many more home run hitters. Um, I, I kind of wonder if maybe you see a little bit more stealing out of this team, a little bit more uh, where, where they're, they'll try to be a little bit more aggressive on the base pass. I, I mean, I think that's one of the great things about Jay Johnson. I think he could be based on his personnel. He can, he can do it a little bit differently. But the expectation is is that this is going to be another Omaha team. Uh, I think going into last year, you, you sat there and say, man, if Paul Skeens, if this guy's legit, and you, you got a pretty quick idea that this guy was legit, legit early on in the season, and you knew how good Dylan Cruz was, and, and Tommy White was the real deal, you got a sense pretty early on in that season that, hey, this is, this is not just an Omaha team. This is a national championship team. Um, so I don't know when we'll get that feeling, if we'll ever get that feeling in this, with this 2024 squad. But, man, they're going to be very good. Uh, and Jay Johnson's got it rocking and rolling. He, he has figured it out, um, and, and it's a place to go. I mean, for a while there, it, LSU kind of lost its luster when it comes to getting some of the best players. But he's figured out the transfer portal so well. He's been able to retain guys. You're not losing as many guys to the Major League Baseball draft. Uh, and NIL helps in all that, but um, he, he's really figured it out, and, and he's just a no-nonsense guy. And he's, he's there's a there's a bit of Nick Saban in him, man. It's it's all about the process. They won the national championship. I actually talked to Hayden Travinsky today, and just listening to him talk, it's like I don't really want to talk about 2023 anymore. That's that's old news. It's all about 2024. Right now, they're in their individual workouts, getting better today. Once the team workouts start, I think uh, at the end of this week, uh, you know, th- then it's just it's just one day at a time, and it's all about the process. So it's, um, I think LSU baseball could be could be a juggernaut program here over the next you know five or ten years with Jay Johnson at the helm. You know what, uh, Jeff? Before uh, the, you know uh, you brought his name up, but Nick Saban, I haven't talked to you uh, because that's monumental. 
Uh, what is your take? Because I, I, I respect your opinion on Nick Saban. There's no way Alabama could be as good as they've been under Nick Saban. Well, what's your take on that? Well, they have to come back to the pack. I mean, you just can't. What, what did Saban win? Nine conference championships in 17 years. Um, you know, seven national titles. I don't think that could be duplicated. Uh, in particular, I think in this NIL transfer. Well, in particular in this transfer portal world, because Nick Saban was able to recruit these five-star prospects. And when he got a five-star prospect, well, he just sat there for a couple of years until the other five-star prospect in front of him moved on. And it was just like, uh, I mean, it was like an assembly machine, right? I mean, it was just one guy coming through. And now, as we saw with Lance Hurd at LSU, if the five-star prospect doesn't get on the field, well, he's going to go somewhere else. Uh, so I don't think you can, it's just so hard to duplicate that uh, so Alabama comes to the pack a little bit. Uh, LSU can come up more to the top once you know, Brian Kelly figures out things defensively and gets even more personnel there. And um, I think it's, it, it makes for a little more wide-open SEC. I, the thing that I've been kind of thinking about, okay, uh, it, it's, at this point, you look at it, Kirby Smart is, is, is the best coach in college football, but who's number two? I mean, it's – it's kind of hard to figure that out at this point um, just because it, it's, it's open now. And um, I think everyone has a chance. And I don't, you know, when Brian Kelly signed that 10 year deal, I don't think he thought in two years, you'd only have to deal with Nick Saban in two years. So he's probably sitting there saying, okay, this is the time where I got to hit, you know, the, the iron is hot. I guess you could say, this is where I need to strike. And that's why I think it was pretty decisive as far as what he wanted to do on that defensive coaching staff, this is the time where it's it's time to take this program, that a 10-win program, it's got to get accelerated another level or two where LSU is certainly competing for national championships, especially now that a big nemesis has been weakened because they no longer have Nick Saban as their head coach. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. All i got to tell you is number two coach in college football, I don't know if he stays there, but if he decides to stay at Michigan, Jim Harbaugh is going to be in that pack each and every well, year. Uh, but I, I but that's, it's, a, it's I, iffy if he stays now. That's yeah, real iffy. Yeah, foregone conclusion. He's going to the NFL. Yeah, I think he yeah. is too. All right, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it, buddy. All right, guys. All right, hey, Jeff Palermo from Louisiana Radio Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.